Hello, and welcome back to Cave of the Cross Apologetics. I'm Patrick. And I'm Tony. And we're uh, into Chapter 2 of our new book by uh, Greg Kokel, Tactics, a Game Plan for Discussing Your Christian Convictions. Yeah. And so, uh, as we said, what we're doing with this book is, this is kind of uh, the how to have a conversation uh, uh, with unbelievers or um, people who uh, think differently than you in, in um other circles, uh, th this is really just a good game plan for talking to people in general. And um, so we said that Nancy Piercy's was kind of the what to talk about. And so yeah. this is how to talk about it. Yeah, very good. To, yeah, put very good. Yeah. <laughs> good. good. I've, been, I've been working on that all week. <laughs> and so what we said we're doing with this book is, is um, Greg Kokel has a lot of examples in here that we don't think that we should skip or that you should skip. In fact, um, th that's a lot of, of where he drives his points from. Mm -hmm. um, we're kind of pulling out the main details and uh, presenting them to you. So hopefully you can get this book. We, I, yeah. you know, this Boy, is one I of the suggest, big ones. Yeah, I would suggest getting this book and reading through it. It is it is gold. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's it's really good. It just kind of calms you down and, and, and just gives you a lot of confidence to, to be wrong, to not have the answer. Um, you know, th there, there's just stuff that we all... Uh, have blind spots on or that we don't remember what that one fact is about Irenaeus that <laughs> someone of course is going to call you out on and yeah. you're going to blank on. And so, um, so hopefully this, uh, this study will help. And so, um, this one might be a little bit short. Uh, you never know. Uh, we'd like to talk. So, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the long ones become short and the short become long. And there's, there's probably some proverb in there about that. And, uh, and so, um, we're, we're going to, uh, kind of ramp up here uh, before we get into kind of his kind of uh, main talking points. This is kind of like setting the scene for mm -hmm. your conversation. Yeah, good. So um, <clears throat> you uh, so last time his first chapter is uh, entitled Diplomacy or D-Day. And the basic idea there was that uh, he wants us to be to act as ambassadors when we're presenting the gospel, when we're talking to people and uh, conversing with them with regard to the spiritual things. And so it's not necessarily, you know, a fight, right? Right. right? No, we're to be persuasive. We're to, you know, help people to work through their issues, help them raise their issues, and then help them to work through it. And we're, we're to be good diplomats is what he, what he wants us to be. Uh, the second chapter, though, it does talk about fighting in a sense, mm -hmm. right? And uh, it's entitled uh, Some Reservations, right? Because he says, uh, you know, trying to make our case with another person brings us dangerously close uh, to having an argument. Right. Uh, uh, and so, uh, you know, some people think that anything that looks like an argument should be you know, avoid it, that we shouldn't do anything like that, right. you know. Uh, and, and um, but his point here is that by argument, he's not talking about squabbling and bickering and quarreling, you know. He says, and, and we talked about this last time. In fact, I think you said this several times last time. His general rule is if anyone in the discussion gets angry, then you lose. Right. Even right. if you're the one that starts it or the one yeah. that gets angry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so if you get angry during the discussion, you lose. If the other person gets angry during the discussion, you lose. And so the idea here is is to prevent that from happening. And he's trying to attempt to show us how to do that uh, in this. So, um what are we talking about then if we're talking about uh, not squabbling and bickering and quarreling, but we're still talking about, uh, 
you know, arguing what's going on. Right. right. And, and here he does say, always make it a goal to keep your conversations cordial. Sometimes that will not be possible. If a principal charitable expression of your ideas makes someone mad, there's little you can do about it. Jesus' teaching made some people furious. Just mm. make sure it's your ideas that offend and not you. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that your beliefs cause the disruption and not your behavior. Yeah. And Amen. that, I mean, that's going to be the case. That's what Jesus warned us about, you know, that uh, that they're not going to be angry at you per se. They're going to be angry at me, being, yeah. you know, Jesus. So the, the truth, they're going to be angry at the truth and the, what right. you present, your beliefs right. and that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. In, a, in a pluralistic world, when you say there's only one answer, that two plus two equals four, mm-hmm. uh, and and there's uh, there's many other single truths. Uh, <laughs> then uh, people tend to get a, a little bit mixed. That's right. If you say everybody's a sinner, including <laughs> them, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so uh, what uh, what we're arguing about here is arguing. <laughs> so uh, we want to say that it's it's something like uh, contending in a principled way for something that really matters, yeah. and that's actually a good thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we see this from a number of examples, and and and. Uh, um, he, he goes on to, to make this point, uh, especially from Paul. So like Acts 17, two through four uh, says, and Paul went in as was his custom on three Sabbath days. He reasoned with them from the scriptures, explaining and proving that it was necessary for Christ to suffer and to raise from the dead and saying this Jesus, whom I proclaim to you is the Christ. And some were persuaded. So there he's having an argument. He's mm. going into uh, almost hostile territory. Yeah, you know, he, yeah. he's a, a yeah, Jew sure who's been converted. Yeah, hostile once he started, you know, explaining what he wanted to talk right, about. Exactly, right. especially if you know the history of Paul. <laughs> yeah. and, and he goes in and says, you know, hey, the, 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 those scriptures that the, in that scroll, let me tell you about this Jesus who fulfilled those things. And so um, he's not, he's not uh, performing miracles here. He's not, um, you know, beating people over the head and saying, convert, convert. Right. He's saying, let me show you where Jesus is revealed here. Let me show you what Jesus did and how he um, um, fulfills uh, the, all the prophecies of the Messiah and, and how the things that Jesus did when he was alive can only be done from God. And the things that he said could only be said from God and not just a mere prophet. Um, uh, Acts 18.4 also says that he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and tried to persuade both Jews and Greeks. So again, Paul is using argumentation. He's He's, you know, uh, ha- having having a, a conversation, a discussion with people, and he does this on Mars Hill. You know, he he goes into enemy territory <laughs> there as well. You know, he's he's b- behind the Roman curtain, and he's saying, you know, I see that uh, you, you you men are, are very religious, and you have a a, a shrine to the uh, to the unknown god. Let me tell you about who he is, and he he makes a comment that is is uh, is radical in within within the Greek culture, and that's to say that. Um, that Jesus rose from the dead and that he became, he was physical, yeah, which yeah. was weird for, for the Greeks because they viewed, <laughs> they viewed kind of the, the, the natural plane as corrupted and, and that the spiritual plane, this kind of esoteric, uh, you know, milieu that, yeah. that you, you, um, go up to, uh, that there's nothing physical there. And so, um, they say that a lot of people scoffed at him and went away. But some stayed yeah. and some reasoned with him. Mm-hmm. And so we, we see and that. And some believed. And some, yeah, some came to believe from that argumentation. Mm-hmm. So, again, um, that's going to lay the foundation to, to where um, uh, Greg uh, Kokel is, is going to come from with here because there are people on the Christian side that sometimes have an, a, 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 a hang up with, with, that, um, with that idea of, of persuasion and argumentation. You know, 
Okay, fine. So Paul reasoned, he he contended, you know, we're to contend for the faith, that sort of thing. Uh, we're to give good arguments for the faith, right? So so let's start off with, uh, you know, what do we mean by argument? Again, he, you know, he, he wants to avoid the squabbling, bickering, quarreling, the you lose, you lose because you're angry or they're angry mm-hmm. type of thing, right? So what do we mean by arguments? Well, generally speaking, when we talk about an argument, at least uh, uh, philosophically, we're talking about um, giving reasons to believe that a claim is true, right? So that's the basic idea. In other words, an argument is you make a claim, right, um, uh, and then you, um, you give reasons to believe that that claim is true. So the reasons are called premises, and the main claim that you're trying to show is the case, um, you know, or it could be a belief, a position, an idea, or whatever, uh, is called the conclusion. So an argument is, um, you know, it's a series of statements usually, and uh, the statements uh, perform two different functions, right? The, the one set of statements are giving reasons. Those are the premises, uh, the, and so that's one function, the function of reasons. The second uh, function that the statement, uh, one of the statements per, uh, perform is the the main claim or the conclusion. So there are two different functions that these statements are are, uh, are attempting to, uh, to accomplish for us in an argument. So notice this type of arguing, uh, while it could lead to bickering and squabbling, doesn't have to, and it shouldn't, right? All we're doing is making a claim in an argument and then giving reasons why we believe that that claim is true, right? right? So it's pretty simple and straightforward. So when we talk about arguments, you know, we don't need to shudder and say, I'm going out there to fight somebody, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. No, no, no. I'm, I'm making claims and I'm giving reasons. And by the way, we should ask the person that we're talking to, when they make claims, that they to, to give reasons for why they believe those claims are true. And so as we're trading back claims and reasons, that's the the argumentation of it. That's the dialogue that we're having with someone. Right, right. So, so if, if your claim is that, uh, that the grass is green and someone says, well, why do you think that? Well, then the reasons that you're giving that person— uh, would would be your argumentation. Right, so, right. Uh, you know, I, I know that uh, grasses are plants uh, that they they uh, have chlorophyll in them. Uh, when sunlight hits them, uh, the chlorophyll uh, <laughs> is green, and and if there's enough water there, and not like my grass, and and uh, you know it doesn't turn brown, then uh, by by kind of and by the way, I just looked out the window, <laughs> right? And then there's that, you know, yeah. and then you, you you could talk about you know the the wavelength of the the color green yes. and, and all these all these things, or I just use my eyes. So you know, it, depending on how deep or how how short you want to get into the argumentation. Those are all the different types of, of reasons that you would give in your argument. So, again, when we're talking about argument here, we're kind of talking about the the um, the classical sense of, of the word argument. And and um, you would see this in early philosophy classes, uh, deductive reasoning, um, inductive reasoning, abductive reasoning. These are all different types of um, argumentations that that, um, that you can make. So a couple of things he says with regard to this. He says, um, uh, first of all, the ability to argue well is vital for clear thinking. Uh, 
Uh, that's why arguments, he tells us, are good things. Arguing is a virtue right. because it helps us to um, hold to what is true and discard what is false. Right. And so argument is a virtue. We don't use our minds properly. Uh, we need to use our minds properly, he says, as God intended, uh, intended us to do. And so that's why arguments are helpful in terms of getting the truth across. Right. Right. So do arguments work? Well, <laughs> I mean, uh, no, no, you're supposed to use the Bible. No, the Holy Spirit changes people. Right. What do you mean arguments? Right. Right. <laughs> right. So, so that's what he says. So uh, some people do have uh, issues with um, this kind of uh, this kind of approach because, uh, you know, we, we only let the spirit do the work and you don't really do anything at all. And, yeah. and um, he says, you know, that that's OK, fair enough. But, you know, how do you how do you um, how do you know that you have the right thinking of what you're proclaiming if mm-hmm. you're not using um, reason argumentation within within your own self? And so um, we um, we have to let the arguments kind of do the work as well. And so um, there we also look at um, the Acts passages uh, we see in Second Timothy. Paul uh, challenges uh, Timothy to um, that he, he charges uh, believers to be uh, to reprove, rebuke and extort when necessary. And all those things have to do with with reasons. Yeah. Those are those yeah. are things that you do. It's not just this passive approach where we kind of let the spirit take over or. Whatever, whatever that might mean to you, and uh, and 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 you know, we, we see um, uh, people throughout the New Testament, uh, the early church, and even today, um, being uh, uh, parts of uh, of uh, church government ourselves. Uh, we know that you just sit there and you talk <laughs> sometimes for too long, but yeah. uh, you know, or, often for too yes. long. <laughs> So uh, uh, understanding this truth makes our job as ambassador much easier. We can be confident that every time we engage, we have an ally. Our job is to communicate the gospel as clearly, graciously, and persuasively as possible. God's job is to take it from there. We may plant the seeds or water the saplings, but God causes whatever increases comes from our efforts. And so, yes, arguments work. But here's the key principle. Without God's work, nothing works. Yeah. But with God's works, many things work. And so you could be, you know, uh, a a one-point Calvinist or a five-point Calvinist. And so, you know, obviously (laughs) the Bible tells us that uh, it is God alone who saves. And and there's there's um, uh, a—I believe there's monergistic uh, work there. But um, but we we can say that uh, we are kind of like um, this—the wire that goes from the the power source to the light. And so— um, while we're used, we're not we're not the source of that power. So it can pass through us. Uh, where the 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 there it would be the literal conduit um, to to get from the power box to to the light to the other person that we're communicating the gospel to. But it's ultimately up to the power source to provide that power. Yeah. And so um, and so that, that that's what our understanding has to be is that God can use argumentation can use. Love it can use you know the, the the it can use the worst gospel presentation, but at the same time, <laughs> our goal should be to have the best gospel presentation right, to right. to honor God with our hearts, souls, mind, and 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 some of that um, is um, you know doing away what we with what we thought was uh, useful to to somebody, but you know uh, going right to uh, a. a you're going to hell approach might work for some, but it might not work for everybody. Someone mm-hmm. might say, okay, that, that might be true, but you know, how, how do we know 
Jesus is the one that saves us. Right. Well, just because. Well, <laughs> you know, that, that's not a good gospel presentation. Yeah. So again, uh, under the influence, the Holy Spirit does does the work, but uh, we're able to be used. So by the power of God, the gospel transforms. With Jesus at work, argument uh, arguments conceive, and God is happy to use each of these methods. And yeah, so that's, yeah. That's, that's so, what our goal is. Right. So a lot of people say, well, you know, it's the Holy Spirit uh, that, that does it. Well, yeah, that's yeah, true, absolutely. right? Or you should love people. That's, what, that's how we get them <laughs> into the kingdom, right? right. Well, yeah, the, the Lord can use love, right? Um well, no, it's really God's power that changes people. Well, yeah, that's true. That's God's power. So all of these methods, right? Arguing is just another means that God uses, right? Now, by argument, again, we mean giving reasons, right, for our for our uh, position. It's just another means that God uh, uses to help people to get into the kingdom. So, yes, we're to love people. Yes, we're to... Um, uh, you know, depend on the power of God and uh, be submissive to the Holy Spirit, right? Uh, but we're arguing is another means that, that God uses. He says, uh, we're not in this alone. Yes, each of us has an important role to play, but all the pressure is on the Lord. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> Sharing the gospel is our task, but salvation is God's responsibility, Right. And so, you know, it kind of takes the pressure off of us. We're to uh, tell the truth, you know, as persuasively, as graciously as we can. We're to love people, that sort of thing. And the results depend on God and not us. Right. 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 <clears throat> you know, because kind of when we go away from that idea, I, you know, I've seen YouTube videos where someone's in a, in a, a, a drive through and he's like, look, look, this, this is how easy it is to get a Christian convert. And he, he asks this uh, giggling high school girl to pray, pray the prayer with him, says the sinner's prayer. She says it. He drives away and goes, there, it's that easy to make Christians. And it's like, you know, <laughs> well, does, does any anyone honestly believe that that will hold, that will take, that will that has done anything other than, um, you know, <laughs> subjected this poor girl to YouTube? Um, you know, obviously not. And so, again, we we. Absolutely, always want to rely on the Spirit, but we also want to um, to present the gospel in the best light possible to to uh, to give the the best approach that we have um, uh, to God's Word. That that it's not just this thing that makes you feel all warm and fuzzy, but that it has answers. That mm. it it it, um, it it answers the tough question. And it tells us, uh, you know, what to do when uh, when we lose a, ch a child, or that uh, where our grandparents went to uh, after they died, or mm. or you know, where was God in the midst of the tornado? You know, all all these things are are answerable, um, but we should have the the best approach. And so this. Uh, book helps us to kind of lay those those foundations out. Yeah, good. So uh, our focus is on being faithful, and then we just trust God to be effective in the presentation. So we need to be faithful. We need to make sure we have a clear presentation, as you've mentioned, uh, and and the effectiveness really comes from God. God is the one who gives uh, the increase, we might say. And so he tells us here that he has a modest goal. Yes, I right? like this goal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's the goal? Well, he says, since God is responsible for the uh, results, our goal can be to put us in what he calls a stone in a, someone's shoe, <laughs> right? So now think about that, putting a stone in someone's shoe. What happens when you get a stone in your shoe? 
Yeah, it just it niggles at you, and you're, you're you're always manipulating it with your toe, and you're just trying to move it, yeah. move it so that it, you won't ever feel it again. Or you yeah. you try to slide it to the back of your heel so you can like pop it out, <laughs> and you 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 must look very silly doing this. And yeah, so, so so it's bothersome. Yeah, right. right? Yeah, it's sticking with you. <laughs> you. You can you can walk away from wherever you got that that little pebble, and it could be the the smallest thing. You you open up your shoe and you don't find it. You put your shoe back on, and there's a boulder inside you. <laughs> Where did that come from? Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Good. There, said, there's Einstein's relativity right there. <laughs> That's right. Something popped into yeah. existence or something like that. Yeah. Um, he says, uh, think of it this way. When a batter gets up uh, to the plate, his goal notice isn't to win the whole game. Yeah, right. Right? Yeah. Uh, that's an extended process that takes a team effort. He just The batter just wants a chance to get a hit. If he connects, he might, uh, you know, get on base and into a scoring position, or he may drive another uh, batter home, even if he never makes it to first. In the same way, he tells us, I never try to hit the winning run. I just want to get up to bat. That's all. Right. <laughs> and so uh, so the pressure is off. We are ambassadors, but the pressure is off. We don't need to close every sale. Yeah. Right? yeah we're, we're, we're not like the natural where we're always looking to hit the home run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So. Um, uh, so he says the, the, the gospel is. Um, and so we need to be careful with regard to this. He says um, um, this idea is just to. Uh, bother them just to allow the Holy Spirit to have something to uh, for their conscience to work on. Right. right? He, and he's not saying never go to the gospel or right. never, never, you know, proceed to the cross or, you know, never uh, uh, give the 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 four step gospel presentation. This this is what should our what should our bare minimum goal be? When, when talking to somebody about these types of issues. And again, in, in his book, he has he has uh, examples like uh, a girl that he meets who has a, uh, a, a Wiccan pendant that mm -hmm. he has a conversation with. And so he, he asks her a couple questions because they're waiting in line and, and they're completing their transaction. So he just has, you know, minutes to seconds with her, ask these few questions, and hopefully that they'll stay with her so that she'll go and investigate her worldview. And it's it's something very simple that that he does and does in that conversation, and then you just leave. So was was the cross of Christ presented in a fourfold approach where you uh, uh, you know <laughs> ask if if, uh, if God is real and believe that you're a sinner and yeah, call yeah, on Christ to be yeah, saved? Yeah. No, but small things that would point somebody to uh, the 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 consistency of a, uh, a scriptural presentation is what. Um, would would help that person along and again we have to remember too that uh you know like the baseball team we're we're not we're not uh playing singles on a tennis court we're we're, <laughs> we're on a team yeah and so so we're just kind of spreading the seed out everywhere right? well, i wonder if there's a bible bible <laughs> quote that, that talks about that <laughs> and uh and, and we're waiting for god to to, to give the increase kind that's of right thing. yeah yeah so um a rock in a shoe. That sounds. That's that's uh, that's the, or yeah, or a pebble. Yeah. We might say a right. stone in someone's shoe. So right? this could be something as simple as as saying like, um, uh, do you believe that objective truth exists? Do you believe that there's uh, only one right answer to certain like questions? Uh, you know, uh, can can math equations have only one real answer, or is truth relative? You know, it could be something that deep, or it could be just something. Um, about whatever topic you're, you're you're talking about, it could be something that points to the gospel, 
um, that 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 um, that is kind of an ethical uh, uh, statement that um, you talk about abortion and you talk about you know all life is sacred. Well, what does sacred mean? Can you can you you know what 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 it is of it of a person living outside the womb makes it special that it doesn't on the inside of the womb. So, right. you know, right. it, it could be, you know, what again, makes a person special in general, right? Yeah, right? <laughs> you know, and if you had three hours and you wanted to, to, to go down that, that rabbit hole, then of course you have plenty of opportunity to present a gospel presentation within there, but let, let at least the starting goal be that, that pebble. Yeah. Yeah. Now, notice he's not saying we don't present the gospel if right. we have an opportunity. Right. Exactly. And he's not saying that we, we can't present the gospel in a quick way, right? And in a clear way quickly. But he's saying, you know, the pressure to close every deal and to make sure that they, you know, that they pray the prayer and right. that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, no, no, no. Our mm-hmm. goal is just to, to, to get the truth out there. Really is, is what it is. And uh, and then God will deal with the person in terms of the truth. Right. right? right. He kind of makes this the twofold distinction here mm-hmm. um, that um, that he uh, suggests in, in this chapter. Right. right? So he, he um, talks about the, the parable of the, the, the reapers and the sowers. And, um, you know, th- there's a lot of good, of course, uh, in, in uh, that time period, a lot of good uh, 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 agricultural um, uh, elements and, and imagery was used. And so he says here that, you know, there are many Christians who are gardeners, but not harvesters. Mm. And so he tells uh, like the apostles that uh, they're kind of at, at the end, they're, they're the uh, designated hitter, so to speak. <laughs> I, I think I th- I'm not good with sports, but I think you put the, the heavy hitter in there to, to, to knock in the, the, the runs. And yeah. so, mm. you know, you could have that person that's been talking to uh, their friend for, 30 years and, and, and has seen no fruit. And then all of a sudden here comes the heavy hitter. to this is the day that the, the, that God has intersected this person with that person. And they hear the gospel presentation, they fall down on their knees and, uh, they're the, that's where they, um, um, are converted to the, uh, to, to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it, what, what does that say to the friend who's been working on that person for 30 years? Is, is, was all that fruit in vain? No, those were the argumentations that God was using to develop that person for his plan, his purposes, and his glory, ultimately to get him or her to that point in time where that other person can can kind of close the deal. And then now, now that they've had justification, sanctification works. So right. they so can go back to their friend from 30 years. Yeah. That that. That apostle can go on and and whistle his merry tune along the way and and, and go meet a, a eunuch on on his uh, on his way, you know. I, so so you were the gardener, right? Right. Yeah. You were planting, you were cultivating, you were you know encouraging and that sort of thing. Right. And of course, this person came along and was was the yeah. harvester, right? right? And I, I think there's a lot of times where we we feel like that. We feel like I've talked to. You know, all my close friends, they all know I'm Christian. I've all present, I've presented everyone the gospel. I've talked to them so many times about objective truth and the ability to science and the, the, the ability to reason and logic and objective morality. And it just hasn't gotten anywhere. And all of a sudden they go home, they, they, they turn on their car, they hear Christian music and 
uh, th- that song is the thing that th- that is the catalyst <laughs> yeah, you that know? God uses yeah, to, right. yeah, to I mean, yeah, you know, and, solidify and, everything in their and mind. Honestly, and, do yeah. we care? Yeah. I mean, no, yeah. we should not. Yeah. Right? right. <laughs> who's 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 ultimately responsible for it? It, yeah. it? It's not the person. It's not ours. It's ultimately God's. And so, again, we have to have an idea of God's sovereignty, and and that's what. Uh, uh, Greg Kokel here is doing is is saying let's trust God in His sovereignty to bring His own people, His sheep to the to the to the fold that He wants to in His due time. There, we can't, you know, it, it's it's uh, Pascal's wager. You know, it, sh- sure you can get someone that says, eh, all right, sure I'll, I'll make that wager, but that doesn't make him a believer. You know, the the Pascal's wager is saying that it's more likely that God that that it's it's better for you uh, to believe that God exists and so turn over. Uh, your your life to to God than to assume that um, God doesn't exist because and, the ramifications right, exactly. are, are so yeah. much more greater if He doesn't exist or if He does exist than if He doesn't exist. Right, right. And so, no, n- there's no true convert from that. It's it's a good thought experiment. Uh, Pascal wasn't trying to win anybody over with that, um, but um, but we we're not. We're not wanting false converts in, in this at all. We, we want true converts, and that ultimately comes from God and His sovereign wisdom by His sovereign rule. So yeah. Yeah. that's what our that's what our goal is. Um, our uh, our so groundwork is to uh, is making the message not only sensible to them but reasonable. To again, not just say it got me across the finish line. Oh, except it doesn't answer any question that I po- could possibly have after that. Well, then the hard work begins, and sometimes I think I'd like to be the, the person that that uh, you know flowers the seed and, and goes off because sometimes the the just the sanctification part, the the um, the discipleship part, is sometimes the harder part because you're answering all the the hard hard questions. Like, okay, now explain to me all the parts of the Trinity again. And, <laughs> okay, uh, let me make sure that I'm not falling into you know, heresy with my explanation. Yeah, okay, yeah. let's go. And so here he gives us John four thirty seven. Right, he says. Uh, uh, Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's just uh, finished, uh, you know, cheering with the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman. And they come and they see him talking with this lady. And, you know, and and um, and Jesus tells them, you know, they you know, they're they're wondering what's going on. And he says, I don't want to eat. My my food is to do the will of the father. And um, and then he says this for here, uh, the saying holds true. One souls and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which, notice, you did not labor. Others have labored and you have entered into their labor, John 4, 37, right? And so he makes, he suggests that there are three uh, points here, right? Um, that uh, he wants us to get from this first, that there's there's uh, just one team, right? Right. Um, so we're working as a group in the same field, Right. So there's just one team and, you know, or at least there's only supposed to be one team. Right. Secondly, uh, that uh, there are two seasons of labor. There's a season of planting and a season of gathering. Right. So two seasons of labor. So one team, two seasons of labor. And 30 says there were two types of workers, sores and reapers. In other words, as you have said here, gardeners and harvesters. Right. right? And so those those are he says both were vital in their proper season, working productively and happily together to the same end. Verse 36, so that he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. Mm-hmm. All right. right. 
Yeah. So, so um, Christ doesn't after after he sends out the disciples and and says, you know, go go make uh, disciples. He doesn't say, oh, good job, Peter. You've you've got six today, and that 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 was because of you. Or, uh, you know, good job, John. You you, you had forty two. That 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 was good. You could have had forty six. But <laughs> no, he 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 understands that. Um, you know, there, there's there's uh, not just the 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 single instance of of the person here in the gospel that there tends to be many, many instances where mm-hmm. they do, or in some fashion or uh, all these different decisions or conversations that they had in the past. Like Romans two talks about how, uh, you know, even Gentiles can be um, convicted uh, because they have a standard that they've um, set for themselves and mm-hmm. then fall apart. Well, where does setting the standard come from? Well, of course that comes from mm-hmm. uh, a, a belief in, uh, you know, a Supreme being that, um, you know, uh, holds the universe together and, and has the ability to, to, to do these things. Right. Paul says as God has written the law in their right. hearts. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, kind of, if you ever seen the, the movie, uh, Moneyball, you know, uh, again, it's not having all the Babe Ruths on the, on the team, but you, you want that person that can consistently hit that single to, 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 you know, over the first baseman. And so get on base and then you have your, your more heavy hitter for two to drive in the RBI or whatever the strategy might be. But, but that's just the case is, is we're not always there to point over the fence. We're there to, to sometimes bunt and, um, you know, what should our ultimate goal be? Should we, should we, uh, you know, spit on our hands and, and grip the bat and swing and miss every single time. And maybe every once in a while get a, a home run. No, let's 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 be good uh, gardeners as well as harvesters. So yeah. let's let's be good planters of, of the seed. And you know that that pebble in the in the stone is or uh, pebble in the shoe is a really good word picture for. Um, I can at least be that. Be a little bit annoying, you know, to that person. Yeah. <laughs> so he ends the chapter as he does with all the chapters with kind of a, a summary. He says, um, you know, he talks about what we learned in this chapter. Right. And he and he goes over the, the kind of a summary of uh, of the things that he talked about. So let me just highlight just one or two here. First of all, he says uh, that we open the chapter by addressing a handful of reservations you might have about developing your tactical skills as an ambassador. Remember, the name of the chapter is reservations. Right. We we may have yeah. reservations. I don't want to get into arguments with yeah, people. That's right. That seems messy. Exactly. So he says and so he points out that there's a difference between an argument and a fight. <laughs> <laughs> unfriendly quarrels are not productive. And so his 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 uh, principle here is that any, if anyone in the conversation gets mad, then you lose, right? right? So this isn't a knockdown, drag out, you know, uh, fight in terms of emotionally angry and that sort of thing, right? right? No, we want to we wanna persuade people. We're to, um, you know, we're to persuade people in terms of giving them the truth, giving them reasons to believe, that what we have to say is true, and that's what we mean by argument, right? And um, and and so that's the basic idea. You, you know, he, he suggests that we don't have to close every deal, every sale, right? That it's really God who gives the increase. We can be gardeners. Yeah, we're not working on commission here. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't have to be the harvesters, although sometimes by the grace of God, we may be. Right, yeah. Right. Everything yeah. lines up and you're like, oh, okay, we're, we're getting on our knees or we're about, <laughs> about there, yeah. Yeah, good. So we want to talk about, you know, how to best do this. 
this, how to best be ambassadors, how to best, you know, talk with folks with regard to the Gospels, the issues that they bring up, the objections that they have and that sort of thing in a gracious way so that we can, you know, make sure that we put those stones in shoes. Right. right? Be annoying, (laughs) but don't be quarrelsome. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So uh, for the next uh, uh, chapters, we're we're now getting into the crux of the the argumentation. So so we've we've uh, uh, abated all reservations. We've defined our terms. Yeah, we've kind of cleared, did some brush clearing here. Always define our terms. That's that's the biggest thing that I've learned, (laughs) uh, especially in in debates. So uh, we've defined our terms, and and now uh, we get into the the meat and potatoes of how to have those conversations. And um, the next uh, uh, few chapters are going to be real fun. Um, especially if you're a fan of old detective shows, <laughs> old, old, not too old, because I remember these. So, <laughs> yeah. so again, um, we we, we uh, thank everyone for for watching and liking and subscribing. Um, it's it's really awesome. We're almost at a thousand for our YouTube, and um, you know we we keep uh, having good numbers uh, every month for our downloads. So we thank you for that, and of course mm-hmm. we thank you for our Patreons, which we can add an S on those now. So yeah. uh, at the, so, yeah, the bottom, we we, we we thank you for that, and yeah. we'll use our money wisely, to, your money wisely, so that we can buy more books and. Uh, uh, hide them from our wives so that they don't yell at us too much. Yeah. And it's it's even better if uh, I buy them on Kindle because then I can hide them even better. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, again, uh, our Patreon page, uh, which uh, I've been posting uh, little videos there. Uh, we plan to do more uh, using um, uh, Lydia McGrew's um, uh, Undesigned Coincidences to having short clips there and uh, just doing a lot of uh, good fun there that... Um, we we hope you uh, enjoy and get uh, a lot out of it because yeah. I know we are. Yeah, good. So if this has been helpful for you, go ahead on and, and click the subscribe button and and uh, even consider being a, a Patreon. That would be helpful for us uh, in terms of this. So we will see you next time. <laughs>